In today's episode of the Tradies Business Show, we're going to work out whether it's niche or niche. Apparently niche rhymes with rich, but uh, anyway, we're talking about niching. (laughs) It's niche. We're talking about niching today and uh, narrowing your focus in your business and just dealing with one type of customer. Welcome to the Tradies Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Hello and welcome back to a very niched podcast where we talk about business stuff for trades. <gasps> Fancy that. And hey. Thanks for cutting in on my little intro there, Michaela, and telling us how to pronounce <laughs> niche or niche. It's Niche. It's niche if you're in North America. G'day to all of our North American listeners. Um, I had a business uh, mentor that used to say niche rhymes with rich. Uh, he was based in the States. But oh, the you it know, sounds so wanky uh, little sayings yanky. aside, um, it there's a lot of truth to that is that by defining a niche or narrowing your focus in your business as to who you deal with can really um, – well, make you rich, can really improve your business, help you grow, get better customers, more profitable, um, better cash flow, all those sorts of things. So there are a lot of benefits to niching in your business. It just means getting narrow and uh, and narrowing your focus of who you market to in particular. And that's probably the biggest thing that we want to talk about in today's episode is, well, uh, how do you go about figuring out what your niche is? And then I suppose, you know, we can talk about some of the fears around that and perhaps some of the things to avoid um, and then we'll make up some stuff at the end and then we'll wrap it up. How's that sound, Michaela? <laughs> uh, yeah, that sounds good. Well done. Uh, so obviously why you should niching, you've touched on that. Then. Well, yeah, why niche? I, I think that's a big question that people are like, well, why would I bother defining a niche um, for my business uh, or you know, for my customers? And the simplest answer to that is, is with another, uh, um, what is it, an axiom, a saying, is that by trying to be all things to all people, you end up being nothing to nobody. And it's that whole generalist versus specialist thing. You think about think about in the medical industry, um, and don't get me wrong, general practitioners make pretty good money, um, but they work crazy days, crazy hours. Uh, they work pretty hard. You look at a medical specialist, so a neurosurgeon, I've got a... a a buddy of mine uh, who's a fellow CrossFitter, he's a neurosurgeon uh, in Brisbane. He does pretty well for himself and he's a specialist, right? So he specializes on uh, backs and back surgery. And I want to get him on the show actually and talk about tradies backs. But um, but David does very well for himself as a specialist compared to a generalist. And you, know, you can translate that principle straight over to your trade business. If you just do general plumbing or general electrical, you're going to be doing all sorts of different jobs for all sorts of different customers, everything from $100 call-outs to $2,000 bathroom renos. Um, but you've got to be set up to handle so many different situations. You know, your, your systems have to be able to deal with all the different materials and job types and then the skill set you need for yourself and your staff is so broad that it can make it really, really hard to grow. And you do lots of running around to maybe not make as much money as you could if you only did bathroom renos, right? And not only that, only did high-end bathroom renovations, for example, uh, where you get very, very good at doing that one thing. All your systems 
are focused on that. Your skill set is focused on that. And you can crank those things out really, really well um, and make good money out of just specializing. And the other thing is, you know, your profitability gets better mm. because you're refining your processes or you can cut better deals with your suppliers or you're just getting better at doing that type of thing. Yeah, you don't have lengths of guttering lying around in your backyard or at your depot that don't get used very often because you've got to have everything there to cover all eventualities for anyone who might ring up saying, I've got everything from a leaky toilet to a, a leaky roof to a burst water main. Like, you know, you've got to cover everything. So you end up carrying a whole heap of stock and it can get very, uh, very, very well, you can put a lot of strain on cash flow. Um, and it can become quite stressful if you really are that generalist type trade business. Okay, so what's the process of finding a niche? I think this is where a lot of tradies get stuck in that, oh, well, you know, I'm so used to doing everything and that's what people know me for. But so if I do want to have a focus, what, what would be the process of me going about that? Okay, so how the heck do you work out what your niche is? Is that, I think that's the question you're asking, Michaela. Yes. <laughs> I'm not clear. Um, it, it can be a bit challenging. And I've found over the years that, that perhaps one of the ways it works well is sit down with a pen and paper. So this, this is, I'm telling the listeners here, not you, Michaela, but uh, sit down with a pen and paper and write down the names of your best ever three customers. I mean, their actual names, right? Not Bob, Bill, and Mary, but. You know, what's the names of your best ever customers that you dealt with? Great jobs, everything went smoothly, you enjoyed the work, was good margin, they paid on time. Think of those three people, write down their names, and then write down everything about the job that you did for them. What was the work? Was it a bathroom renovation? Was it an engine rebuild? Like Depending on your, your business, what was the work you did for them? What was the dollar value? What sort of materials went into it? What sort of time frame? Where did they come from? How did they find out about you? Was it via personal referral or Google or did they private message you on your Facebook page? Uh, how did they come to find you? So everything you can possibly think of about those customers from how they found you, the type of work, how they paid, all that sort of stuff. And then have a look at that page and just see if there's any common threads amongst those three or if you want to do four or five customers like that or clients like that. Is there any commonality amongst them? You know, was it the same kind of work or did they choose the same finishes for the bench tops in their kitchen? Uh, were they referred from the same person or via the same kind of source? You know, did they all come from Facebook marketing or were they all personal referrals? Just have a look and see if you can find some commonality amongst them. And that'll start to give you some clues about what your niche might be. You know, I, I generally find that people will say, ah, oh, the best work for us is doing, I don't know, patio extensions, right? Of all the work that we do, best thing for us is putting patios on people's back back decks, you know, um, extending it out, doing a little deck and a roof. They're quick, easy, profitable. We're really good at it. The customers love us. We seem to get good work out of it. I'm like, sweet, can we make that a niche? Like, could you build your whole business on that? And sometimes the answer is no, Right. Might be well. No, we couldn't survive if that's all we did. But that that is really sweet work for us to do. It's like great. Well, you can still market for that, because what ends up happening is it doesn't mean you stop doing all the other work necessarily, right? Or certainly not yet. Um, but once you find out what you think that niche might be, and, and I'll give you an example of of a client I'm working with at the moment. So they um, do performance tuning on uh, vehicles, but 
within that, a, a specialty is, and they kind of haven't chosen this, but it just seems to be the work they attract, is uh, turbocharged diesel vehicles, you know, patrols, land cruisers, Hiluxes, all that sort of stuff, tuning, um, custom builds, putting exhausts on them, all that sort of gear, right? So that's that's the kind of work that they then market for because it's profitable. They have a, developed a bit of a niche in that area and we're branching out into another niche now, which is performance servicing. So instead of taking your, you know, V8 engine converted patrol to just a run-of-the-mill motor mechanic to get the oil change done, take it to these guys. They actually cut open the oil filter to check for metal um, fragments from the engine. You know, they cut open the fuel filter to check for contaminants in the fuel. So they do performance servicing for performance vehicles. So they're really digging into this niche now, and, um, and it's working really well. The, the other great example that, and I know they're doing really well since they um, niched is Fernbrook Homes. Mm. Uh, Nicole Cox from The Builder's Wife and Fernbrook Homes that we had on the podcast uh, earlier. Mm. Now, I have a 90-year-old falling to pieces Queenslander <laughs> that one day I'm dreaming of renovating to be on the front of Queensland Homes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, now, they specialise in renovating old Queenslanders. Mm. Now, I would be so much more interested in dealing with them than a general builder. Yeah. And I'm prepared to pay more because they're a specialist. I get that probably getting them is going to cost more, but they're going to know the trends. They're going to already have the supplies in place. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, that, that's how excited you are. You're losing your voice, McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, but that's my mentality. Like, I'm not even interested in really talking to others. I just want to know ones that have done Queensland renovators before. And And I happen to know that. Nicole and Adam do a fantastic job and, and they're very highly regarded and, and won some awards and stuff. But uh, it doesn't mean they're the best renovator of Queensland-style uh, homes. Like, yes, they are very, very good at it and they could be the best. But just because all their marketing says that doesn't mean, and from your perspective as a listener, you don't have to be the best uh, bathroom renovating plumber out there for that to be your niche, right? I think a lot of people get hung up on the fact that, oh, if I'm going to specialise, I need to be the best at it. Well, you still have to be good at it, yes, and you've got to do a great job, but your marketing just needs to actually put that out there. And, you know, talking about Nicole, uh, her and Adam do actually do new builds as well, and all of their work comes from word-of-mouth referrals. So people that have had their old Queenslander renovated in Brisbane are then referring others who want to knock theirs down and build a new house, they still get that work. Right, so so that fear of missing out on other work yeah, yeah. kind of niching is just not there. And I suspect, uh, I suspect some of our listeners are, are probably thinking, "Oh, yeah, but if I niche down into just doing that one type of work, that's all well and good." But I'm saying no to all this other work out there, and how am I going to, you know, have enough work coming through? It's like you're still probably going to get the other work. You don't have to turn it away, not yet, anyway. But you will eventually, if you stick at it and do it well enough, get to the point where you don't need to take on that other work. You just do the stuff that you love, that you're good at, that's profitable for you. Your customers get your best work out of you because you're great at it. Everyone's happy. They refer to you, and it really is an upward spiral. So it's it's there's a whole lot in this that a lot of people just never they never tap into the power of niching, particularly with marketing. Right? Yeah. Um, I guess the other I'm, I'm sort of talking benefits and trying to sell this to people here, but the other good thing about niching is as far as marketing goes, 
you you narrow your marketing down, which means you get very good at marketing and and putting a message out to those people that you want to work with. Yeah, and it's like you you're focusing your marketing dollars, but your marketing attention and time. So, um, your customer before that does turbo servicing, whatever mm. that was, mm. they know now that they can focus their efforts in those types of um, print magazines or those Facebook groups or yeah, we've those talked keywords, in previous episodes about. Yeah, you know, Facebook know. groups and that sort of stuff. It's like they know where to go looking now. Yeah. They're not going to go to cars groups. They're going to go to, you know, four by four time trial event groups or something. Yeah. Because that's where those performance cars are hanging out. Yeah. And that overwhelm of I need to be everywhere all the time, it, it just goes. You know where you need to go. And, and it'll be amazing also when you niche about the connections and relationship you build with people that perhaps are another point in the service. So, mm. you know, they may develop a better relationship with turbo tyre suppliers. I've got no idea really. You're but not a cars person, are you? <laughs> <laughs> no. But you get my point is yeah, that yeah. they can develop better relationship with niche suppliers. Definitely, yeah. So there's, there is so much in this um, that you know, we, we just can't cover in one episode of the show. But I think the key points here are that, Finding your niche is is perhaps I'm oversimplifying this a bit, but it really is just a matter of sitting down and thinking, well, what sort of work do I really want to do or am I really, really good at? And then you have to add into that, well, is it profitable for us as a business? There's no good saying, well, I love doing, um, I don't know anybody that loves re-roofing a house, but you know, I love doing re-roofing jobs. Just that's my, if I could just do re-roofing jobs every day, I'd be a happy man or, or woman. Um, that's no good if you say to me, yeah, but the margins on re-roofing are crap, right? The the materials are super expensive. We can't really mark it up. It's a really competitive marketplace. Um, you know, there's big companies in there making it hard for us to to compete and win work. It's like, well, then that's not the best niche for you, okay? So you've got to add in those other considerations, whereas someone like Adam and Nicole from Fernbrook Homes, you know, those jobs are quite profitable. They're high-end clients. They're people who are willing to pay for the job to be done well and for quality work they're not chasing the cheapest price so that is a really good niche for them because it has those other characteristics uh so you've got to take all that into account as well and and hey you can have more than one niche yeah you're not stuck with just doing bathroom renos as a plumber it just means that your marketing for that service is going to be tailored and speak to those particular types of clients you might also choose a secondary niche of doing, uh, gee, I don't know, um, irrigation systems for, for you know, flash gardens and stuff. Working with a landscaper and putting in um, reticulation for for you know, landscaped gardens, uh, and make that a secondary niche that you do. Uh, that's something again you can market as profitable work. Customers have specific needs, so just think about well, what are the two or three maybe that you could target in your business. Yep. And if you're a toolkit member, which is our private online uh, community, uh, tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com, we're going to have a avatar template so they can help work out what their um, niches. niches are and those questions you went through and work it out. Um, if you're not a toolkit member, we better become one because it's going to be a lot easier. No, you can just get a pen and paper, but we're going to do something fancy. Yeah, yeah. we're going to save you some time and make it easy for you. Yes. Uh, and and take you through a bunch of questions that if you answer those, you'll start to get some clarity about, well, what is the niche or niches or niches that you want to ch- target in your business? Well, off you go. Go do your worksheets. I'm going to get narrow. 
<laughs> Eat lunch, I bet you. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. All right. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.